0: This peric continues the laws of sales. Later on in this peric, we're going to return to the discussion of people who make a deal and they don't necessarily specify what's included in the deal. So the Mishnah will list what would be included in each sale. But first, the Mishnah, the first couple of Mishnahs, discuss. A mekartos. A mekartos is a sale which is made which is made based on misinformation or a lack of information. And if the lack of information concerns the entire sale, then the entire sale can be invalid. If the lack of information concerns just the quantity, for example, that he, he thought he was receiving more, and he received less, so we wouldn't say the entire cell is, is invalid. But we would say that regarding the quantity, it's invalid. So you would need to give him more, as we'll see in the coming Mishnahis. But first, the Mishnah begins, one who sells produce or fruit to somebody else. And we're talking about produce which could either be eaten or planted. Some people would eat it, some people would plant it to produce more of them. So he sells this to the other person. And that person planted them and they didn't grow. And even if he sells him flax seeds, which is much more commonly planted than eaten, and the majority of people who buy flax seeds plant them, nevertheless, even in that case, the seller is not obligated to replace them and to give him a refund, and this would not be considered a mekartos. Since the buyer did not specify that he wants to buy them for the sake of planting, and these things are fit for planting or eating, the seller can claim to him that I sold it to you for the sake of eating. And they are fit for eating. You didn't say that you wanted to use them for planting. And this is even in a case where the majority of people would plant the seeds. For example, the flax seeds. Even then, he can still make this claim that I sold it to you for you to eat it. And this is because, even though in general, there is a concept of *raiv* of going after the majority and deciding everything based on the majority, nevertheless, with regards to monetary matters, we have a rule that we do not follow the majority when it comes to monetary matters, and therefore, even in the case of flax seeds, it would not be a mekahto. So Gamliel says there are only garden seeds which cannot be eaten if he sells those and they don't grow once they are planted, then he would be obligated to replace them and give them a refund, because here it is pretty much certain and obvious that the buyer wants to use it for planting, and we are going to understand that there's not really a machloikas here even between Rameshim and Gamliel and Tanakana. rather the Gomorrah says that the entire Mishnah is really Rameshim and Gamliel, and he's just adding on another point over here at the end of this Mishnah. Mishnah base, this Mishnah talks about not where the entire sale is a mekak but where a certain percentage of that which is being sold turns out to be faulty. am <speaking in> everyone <Hebrew> who sells fruit to somebody else, <speaking in Hebrew> it is understood that the buyer accepts upon himself a quarter of a cav of bad quality ruined fruit per every saw of fruit. There are six cav in a sa'ah, so a quarter of a cav to a sa'ah would be a one twenty-fourth. So it's considered common and understood that a 24th of what he's going to buy will not be necessarily fit for eating, it might be a mushed fruit. So if there is up to a 24th of fruit which is not fit for eating and can't really be used, the entire sale is still valid because that is considered regular. To aim him if he sells him figs and of Esra are. It is understood that the buyer accepts upon himself that there is going to be 10 wormy figs per every 100, so 10% of them won't be good. If somebody sells a cellar of wine, the buyer accepts upon himself 10 barrels of wine, which is turning bad. It could be that it's still edible, still drinkable, but it doesn't last very long at all, and it's sort of on its way to turning into vinegar. Again, it's understood that at least 10% Sorry, not at least, but up to 10% of the barrels of wine will be like that. And if somebody buys earthenware jugs or containers in Shoroin, that's a certain area. The reason why the Mishnah talks about um, earthenware jugs specifically in Shoroin is because there was no particular accepted practice in that area. In a place where there is a particular thing which everybody there does, so then the law would follow that. The general practice in that location. But in Shorinwe, where there wasn't a general practice regarding faulty earthenware jugs which were sold, so the law is we have a lot of S.O.P. Islamaya, the buyer accepts upon himself that there's, that there's going to be 10 bad quality earthenware containers for every 100, so 10% of them, and this is referring to ones which haven't been in the furnace for long enough, and therefore they aren't necessarily so strong. But again, it's understood that this uh, there's always going to be certain faulty items in the sale, and so up to 10% would be accepted, and the sale would be fully valid, and wouldn't be able to demand any extra good quality fruit or figs or jugs, whatever it may be, since this is generally what happens, and therefore it's accepted, so none of it is a mekartouss. ...who sells wine to somebody else... ...and after he sold it, it was perfectly good wine at the time of the sale... ...and after he sold it for Hechmetz, the wine turned into vinegar and it was no longer fit for drinking. Says the Mishneh, he is not liable to replace the wine, because at the time of the sale, it was good wine. Now, the Goan explains that if that really happened straight away, then he would be responsible to replace the wine. But we're talking about a case where, once the wine was sold to the buyer... It is now in the buyer's barrels, or bottles, until now it was in the barrels of the seller, and now once the buyer bought it, he put it into his own barrels. And because of that, the seller can claim that it's because of the quality of your barrels, or where you kept the wine, whatever it may be, that's why it became vinegar so quickly. That didn't happen while it was in my possession, and so I claim that the reason why it turned into vinegar is because of the barrels which you put it into. In such a case, then he would have a claim, and he would not need to refund the buyer, and the sale would be valid. However, if it is known that this seller's wine turns into vinegar quite quickly, it's not a type of wine which can be kept for a long time, So then, the seller does know about this, and it is considered to be that he tricked the buyer. If he didn't tell the buyer that it turns into vinegar very quickly, it could be the buyer wants to buy the wine for the sake of adding it to food, in which case he'll add only a little bit every time, so he needs the wine to last for a very long time. And if you know that your wine is going to turn into vinegar very soon after you sell it to him, then you would need to tell him. So, therefore, if that is the case, and he a mecartos, it would be considered a mekartos, a sale based on misinformation or a lack of information which is invalid, unless, of course, the buyer also knew. If the buyer knew that this person's wine turns into vinegar very quickly, then it wouldn't be a mekartos because he can't claim that he was tricked. Alright, if the seller tells the buyer, I am selling you wine which has been spiced up. Spices have been added to it. Such wine generally lasts until the summer, once it is hot, it usually gets ruined. But it pretty much always lasts, at least until the summer. So quite a long time. Says He's obligated to make sure that he has wine until Shavuos, meaning that the wine lasts until Shavuos. And if it doesn't last until then, then it would be a Mecca and the buyer can claim a refund, or he can claim more wine instead of it. All right, if somebody sells Yosha, and he sells old wine, what is considered to be old wine, how many months or years... Michelle it has to be from the previous year. All right, Omayushon, um, if he uses the word Mejushan, he tells the buyer I'm selling you aged wine, which is considered to be even older than regular old wine. So what is the boundary, what is considered to be aged wine? So there's the Michel -Michel that is wine from three years ago, which actually means that right now they are in the third year of that wine. So it's at least two years old, and now they're in their third year. That would be the definition for aged wine, such that if he gives him wine which is not that old, it would be Macartos. Mr. Dalad. Now the Mishnah goes back to discussing the list of sales which are made without specific details being discussed. So, what exactly is included in the sale? One who sells an area of land to somebody else, the buyer, to build for the buyer a house. He's selling him land. How much land? Enough land to build a house on it, but he doesn't specify how big the house is going to be. Similarly, one who accepts a job from his friend to build for him a base which is sort of a small room or an addition to a house where one's daughter, once she got married... Excuse me, one's son, once he gets married. So immediately after the marriage, at least at the beginning, he would live in this addition added on to his father's house, together with his wife somebody accepts a job to build a base for somebody's son or or a house for somebody's daughter to live in once she becomes a widow so she goes back to living in her parents' house but in this sort of room and part of the house of her own but again they didn't specify what the size of this house is going to be so what is considered to be the general understanding says so the Mishnah he would need to build a house of 4 by 6 amas the Akiva that is the opinion of Rebiyakiva. Now, it's not a very large house at all. It's around two by three meters. But according to Akiva, certain houses were this small. So he's not obligated to give any more than that, since there are houses which are that small. However, Rabbi small says, What are you talking about? Refus Bokar, his Such a small house is a pen for animals. Animals can live in very small enclosures like that. How so last the Bokar one, who wants to make a pen for animals, if somebody hires someone to make an area for animals to live in, so then, Bona Abra Amis al-sheish, would build it four by six amus. But a house is much bigger than that. And so, by his if the agreement was that he would build a small house, then it has to be at least, sheish al-shmoina, at least six by eight amus. Godol, if he asks him to build a larger house then Shmoina al-eser, it has to be at least eight by ten amus. Tracklin, if the agreement is that he is building a tracklin, which is some sort of hall, it's a large room, which, more important, people would make use of SLSR al it has to be at least 10 by 10 amos. it would be a square building. And in all of these cases, how tall does it need to be? The height needs to be half of the width and length put together. So, for example, a small house, which needs to be 6 by 8 amos. The height would be half of 6 plus 8, so in the middle, 7. 6 plus 8 is 14, half of that is 7, which is bang in the middle of 6 and 8. So the height needs to be halfway in between the length and the width. That was the general understanding and practice in most places. And the Mishnah adds that Raya Dover Heichol, a proof and a similar place where we see this idea, is the Heichol, the building of the Hamikdash. The bishamikdash was made up of the courtyard, and within there there was the main bishamikdash's building. And the length was forty amos, the width was twenty amos, and the height was bang in the middle. It was thirty amos. And All of these structures which we've been discussing would be like the building of the bishamikdash's building, i.e., in all of these cases, the height would need to be in the middle of the length and the width. I'm going to understand that again, Ram Shimon Gamliel is not arguing on Tanakama. He's merely explaining, and the Mishnah is showing that the Mishnah until now has been the opinion of Ram Shimon Ben Gamliel.